Absolute Rally, powered by the Kielder Works team. Cordless tools tailored for the world of motorsport. Hello everyone, welcome to Absolute Rally, episode 5, season 25. Potentially, season busiest episode of season 25 yet. Let me tell you what we've got coming up. We've got uh, a voice message from John Armstrong. We've got Rob Wilson, who's going to talk to us about being part of the FIA um uh, shootout process that we were talking about with the Johns the other week. We've got Keaton Williams talking about making his uh, making his debut with uh, Vermont Sports Car and Subaru over in America with um, with Brandon Semenek, and 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 we've got my old mate, the man from Del Monte, Ryan Champion, back on home soil. Hello, Ryan Champion. Hello. Yeah. So just nicely, just nicely back on home soil. It's just about just about because we, we I'll be honest with you. Last week's episode, I really enjoyed. It's probably one of our laziest episodes. You laying by the pool, just moving your phone around to different people on different sun lounges. But I actually quite enjoyed it. It wasn't quite like that. I had to run off and get them. And it was just that area tended to be the quietest one I could find. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So as you look out the window, you know, you were giving us your Vista last week. Do you want to give us your Vista this week, Ryan? Uh, yeah, well, I'm, I'm in the attic conversion, so I can't actually see out the window. Oh, there you go, then. I'd have to, I'd have to stand up. No, you don't need but, to do um, that. Don't worry about it. Um, right, so first and foremost, congratulations. We did get to the end of the event. Just give us a brief summary of what happened after we spoke to you last week. Yeah, well, great to uh, get to the end of uh, another safari. Uh, it, it is, it goes without saying, an, an incredibly tough rally. And... It, like any rally, um, it uh, it keeps challenging to the very end, and, and particularly when you know the penultimate day was 260 stage kilometres or 260 competitive kilometres, I should say, which is uh, the length of most world championship rallies nowadays. And that was uh, yeah, that was that was the penultimate day, um, and on that one we had a 110 kilometre section, and uh, yeah, it's just day after day it keeps uh, keeps challenging. So. Um, uh, I was uh, obviously co-driving this time around. We finished fifth, uh, and given the fact that um, that that was Phil's what fourth or fifth ever rally, it's uh, it's a good result for him against uh, against all the competition. So, um, as for, for Team Tuttle, didn't manage to win it this time around, but uh, six cars in the top ten, ten in the top twenty, uh, pretty good effort by uh, by the team all the same. Um, just just one car that uh, that didn't actually finish the event as well, um, and yeah, all in all, a, a very successful event. It uh, changed its format a little bit, going all the way up to the equator, and uh, and then uh, coming coming all the way back down through Kenya and finishing on the on the coast. And new format worked very well um, from high altitude up to sort of two and a half thousand meters down to sea level as well. And uh, yeah, it really mixed it up. Um, we saw more animals on the route than, than we've ever seen before. And it, it was a great competition, great camaraderie and uh, yeah, just a, a special event that um, hopefully I'll get back to in what is uh, what's probably going to be about, be about uh, 19 months now. Do you know what? I was looking at some of the footage as well, and some of the some of the images as well that Andy Brown put up, right? And uh, the stress that the team Tuttle guys and everybody else, you know, there was various teams there as well, but obviously they had the most amount of cars there. The amount of bottles of paracetamol they must have went through <laughs> <laughs> with the headaches caused um, by by rally drivers and co-drivers and all the other things that you've got to factor in over that period of time, I wouldn't even like to put 
Yeah, there must be. Do you know what they need? Do you know what they need in service? And they might want to. I might take this on Dragons Den actually. Right. Do you know where you've got your normally your time in and your time out clock? You almost need a stress one as well, like a barometer of where the stress level is in service, just so you know whether you can ask a stupid question or not. I think that'd be quite important. Uh, yeah, yeah. The uh, the stress stress levels, particularly for the team, like you said. I mean, as as a a competing crew, if you like, we have our our direct team around us. But um, for the for the team management, when you're looking after whatever best part of a hundred people, then uh, with so many different competing cars as well, it certainly takes some coordinating and some logistics. Um, yeah, you mentioned uh, paracetamol. There's various medication actually required in uh, in Africa, um, and uh, fair play to John Jones who uh, who actually uh, he does a lot of work with the Hyundai World Rally team. He was also Seb Loeb's uh, doctor for Dakar, and uh, and John John does a, a fantastic job as, as our uh, paramedic, uh, just just keeping all the team going and uh, keeping everybody in the straight and narrow for the. For the time they're in Africa, so yeah, there's a lot more to it. A lot, a, an awful lot happens behind the scenes just to to allow us to uh, to get to the stages. And uh, it may be no surprise we know that um, Ken Block is a, a worldwide superstar now. But you know, everywhere he stopped in in Kenya, there was people surrounding him, uh, just in the same way as, as anywhere else. So um, you know, just just goes to show his uh, worldwide level of pull. Uh, it's so obviously great for the event to to have him there as well. Um, and uh, a British winner, Scottish winner in uh, in Drew Sturrock as well. So he was he was co-driving for uh, Baldy Shagger, who who won the rally. And uh, we should probably get him on and have a have a chat with him at some point. Drew, Drew, a long, long, long time ago, used to come on the original incarnation of this podcast. Uh, and I'm going back ten years ago because Drew's been competing out there probably for ten or twelve years. Must be. Because I'm yeah. sure he was, I'm sure he was with like the, the the Team Toyota team out there, which is going back to you know those those ill-founded Super Two cars um, that were running and things like that. Have I got that right, or have I imagined that wrong? I'm sure it was. I, I can't remember now, and and, uh, and and we can't bring it up on EWRC currently. As, uh, as well, just, well, well, hang on a minute. Do you know what? I'm glad you mentioned EWRC because that would be in any other business. But I think on its, I think it actually stands on its own two feet because we, we before we start talking about Sweden, we need to probably talk about EWRC because of course we've had the guys, uh, or, or, or rather one of the founder members of, of of EWRC on the podcast, and we've talked about the challenges of of that website obviously at the moment there's a statement being put up on the holding page to say you know that they can't continue as they were and it looked like they were that you know they need a commercial backer or they they were about to have a commercial backer and maybe that deal hasn't happened right but you know we 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 spoke about this before we started recording i think we can say this now um we all want it back we all need it back and we're all prepared to actually, you know, subscribe the way we subscribe to WRC TV or whatever it may be. To me, it's an absolute no brainer. And I haven't spoke to anybody over the last 24 hours that doesn't feel the same way. Uh, it's a massive resource. I mean, we, you know, we talk about it a lot on the show. And, and, and when you want to research something, you know, so, so before we started talking today, I was like thinking Sweden. Well, obviously, having just just come back into the into the country, I hadn't really looked ahead much at Sweden. And and then he start researching. Well, I'm going to find anything about it. I'll go to the Rally Sweden website, and guess what? It's all 2020 information. And 
we we don't realise, I don't think, within within rallying, just how much we've all relied on EWRC over the years. I mean, we were using it last week in in uh, in Kenya because the results that they offer uh, were in a sort of easier format to understand than, than actually the event's own uh, results. And and I think that's because we've used those results for every rally we've known over over the last few years. It's it's the easy one stop shop to to find out some rally results. Um, so it, it's, um, you know, it's a massive, massive loss. And, uh, like you said, uh, if, if they go the subscription route, I'm sure if, if it is financial, that, that would hopefully help them come back. But, um, you know, at the minute, as you said, we've put out a statement, seems to be a holding statement. Let's hope that somebody comes out and says, this is what we need. Uh, these are the options. Yes or no? Because, um, at the minute, there's a lot of rally fans that uh, have lost an incredible resource. And uh, and let's hope one or two things happen. Like I said, they either, they either come out and say what they actually require or that, uh, you know, one of the other uh, big players actually takes it over and, um, you know, and, and supports it uh, maybe from as a, as a one-stop shop, as it were. But, yeah, it's a big loss and we need it back. No, I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. And, you know... Uh uh, without banging on about yes of course yeah i think everybody uses it for research i don't know anybody who works in rallying who doesn't use it for research um and and equally you know even even for me i use it when you know we could be you know going into real world if i'm moving a car somewhere or whatever sometimes it's just handy to know where that car's been in its life and i can put a registration in of, of, of a rally car and i know pretty much where it's been without having to kind of chase around and bother people it's invaluable resource and you know everybody has the same opinion so hopefully and you know guys if you are listening to ewrc if, if you want to use us as a platform to let people know what what you need realistically whether you know a subscription or whether it's just a title spot whatever it may be please reach out and let us know because um you know that's one thing that is kind of missing is that we we as Raj just said, we don't really know what we need to do to, to, to kind of help you. And we want to help because we want to see you back because we just see it as an amazing resource. Anyway, there you go. Um, we'll move on, right? Um, and I'm going to take you from the, from, 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 from the warm. Uh, and we will get, sorry, just going back to Drew. Um, we'll get Drew on next week. So we will reach out to Drew because we've not, as I said, we, we used to have him on the original incarnation of this podcast 10 years ago. So uh, it'd be good to get him on. Um, right. I'm going to take you from the, from the sweltering heat, um, to, to minus 18, which I'm currently led to believe is where it's at right now. Ryan Champion, Rally Sweden. Um, I appreciate, um, you're not particularly over everything, quite understandably, because you only just landed in the UK, but we can play the game of looking at where our predictions are, um, because, um, believe it or not, um, our, our, our esteemed colleagues who, who, who have been missing, uh, has to be said, um, over the last few weeks. I'm not, I'm not one for gossip, but congratulations, Jack Bengen, by the way, on, 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 on the engagement. Well, I have to say that. Um, but we've got, um, Trevor Agnew's predictions. So would you like to hear them, Ryan Champion? I would. Okay. I would. Go on. He's gone. Breen, Robin Perra, Elvin Evans. Okay. 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 Yeah. Yep. Um, I, I'm going to do mine now as well. I'm going to do Robin Perra, Elvin Evans, and Breen, but just to throw um, a, a tiny, a tiny caveat into that. Um, 
Escapeca Lappi will be there or thereabouts and could quite easily steam in on one of those positions. <laughs> I, I haven't really got far to go now because actually those three drivers I picked as well, but that just sounds like we've all talked about the same thing. We haven't, we haven't spoke to Trev, that's no, the thing. So, no, so. And, and I just spoke to you about it genuinely. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, the, and there's, there's solid reasons, isn't there? Like, uh, we expect Toyota, and it hasn't always happened, as we know, but we'd expect Toyota to be to be strong on this rally. They uh, they have obviously good access to uh, cold weather testing from uh, from their base in Finland, and, we, and we'd expect them to be very well prepared. But we have seen, like last year in uh, on the Arctic Rally, where, where that didn't quite play out the way that uh, we thought it might. Um, and what about Hyundai? I mean, they we, we we talked after Monte Carlo about their disappointing opening, about whether they uh, you know their resources and how they can bounce back. And uh, you know you can't Oitanak goes very well on these fast rallies. So if if there's a chance that the car is competitive, then uh, then I'm sure we'll see him at the top. <laughs> but ironically, I I did have and I was toying with the idea of Robin Perra or Evans at the top. Um, couldn't quite decide on that one, so I actually went. I went Evans, Robin Pair, and Breen for for my third, but that was without hearing the same. The same three were involved in yours and Trevor's predictions, which which sounds altogether too uh, too contrived and too safe. Um, so uh, yeah, it, it'd be good if Hyundai can get back up there for the sake of the championship, and if if uh, Tanak could kick off a bit of a run because you know we just uh, I think uh, as. Um, you know, we we try not to be so biased. We're accused of being biased all the time, aren't we, on this one? But um, with Elvin, uh, though, it's all about the tyres. Always remember that. It's always the tyres yeah, for Elvin. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> as uh, as as relative neutrals, it it would be good for the championship if uh, if Hyundai could could uh, kickstart it here. Um, but likewise, you know, Craig Breen is a a team leader this year. Um, you know, fantastic result for him in, in Monte Carlo. It'd be great if he could follow that up with another podium here and, and keep M Sport the sharp end. But I think Toyota will take some beating on this one. I, I, I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. My, uh, you know, and again, without being like a broken record, and I know we've, we, we've talked about it and you've just correctly said it, um, no matter where you're at, what what we don't need, because clearly there's there's stuff going on. Obviously, with high and die, obviously there's management leaving things like that, and obviously um, there's there's some positions still to be to be filled. The last thing which we've seen before, and I know I know obviously high and die is a Korean company, but you know there's there's they're not going to want to get beaten. Um, and I think we've we've seen it obviously with some of the Japanese teams in the past, whether it was Mitsubishi or Subaru. You know, when their time comes where they're not flavour of the month or whatever, they're not going to hang round to be you know not not the main players. And you know, I know we're only one event in, um, but they definitely need some stability, right? And you can't help but feel just a good result for them here. We'll just kind of steady the ship and kind of just bide in that time to find the right people who I'm sure are already lined up to go in there, but just get the right people in. And you just wonder whether, sorry to, I'm, I realise I'm firing lots of things at you, but you know, you, you wonder whether someone like Christian Lorio could come to the fore here as well. Obviously he's gone in now uh, on the rally side of the programme. You wonder whether, you know, somebody of his experience could really come to the fore. I, I, I don't know. I just, I, I, I've heard nothing who could be going in at senior level there. Uh, yeah, uh, well, two things, like you said. I mean, it, certainly they need some some strength in the management team, some some 
arguably proven experience that's not always what you need but certainly if you're going to try and um uh show the team up and and uh, you know make sure that there's solid progress then somebody with a proven track record is is you would think what they would be looking for in their in their senior management um but nonetheless as as you said uh, a strong result at least would motivate the team uh, give them you know give them some sense that they're on the right track with with the car and uh, and that they've got something to fight with so it would certainly be good if uh, if that was the case um i mean uh, i uh I see that um, you know they've got. Uh, I saw on, on Dirtfish a little bit early on that that, that their uh, aims are pretty realistic in that is is how they've termed it. So they're um, they're not expecting to win, but but surely they hope that they've built a car that's that's capable of winning. Um, so yeah, we'll see what happens. But but you're right. They they must want somebody proven in their in their management structure and. Uh, they need to start winning again because we've talked about this before. Their Korean paymasters demand it. They're, they're putting in massive money. Um, we need to see Hyundai success to see them around in the in the medium term. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, just just talking about that, I, I watched something really interesting. With you, you've been tied up, but search it out. Um, Howard Davis, bless him, um, went up to do a piece up at M Sport with Malcolm. Talking about obviously the success that happened on Monte Carlo. I only watched it last night. I've seen clips and stuff shared on social media, but I kind of searched out. It's about a 25 minute piece. Uh, you, when you've got 25 minutes right, seek it out. It's, it's really quite interesting. It's Howard probably at his best and, and Malcolm being his open and having fun as well with, with, with Howard. Just talking about obviously the life cycle of the, the current spec car, which is three years. Um, and how realistically, you know, we're not going to get a new manufacturer coming in at this point. You know, it's two years to develop a car potentially, and then you'd only have another year to run it. And then we're going to be changing regulations again. So, you know, we either need to extend these regulations or accept um, that we're not going to have another new manufacturer for at least three years. And if that's the case, then, you know, we, we, we've got to hope that, you know, there's, 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 there's enough to go around for, to keep all three manufacturers engaged um, and, and, and kind of wanting to be there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, yeah, as you said, I mean, we have seen we've seen manufacturers develop a car for for one year. Obviously, Toyota was supposed to do it uh, with the the GR Yaris uh, for uh, for last year. Hyundai developed a, a a car for one year, but realistically, if it's a new manufacturer, it, it is unlikely to happen. So, yeah, we what the last thing we want is to is to lose one of the the current three. So. Um, it's uh, yeah, it's quite it's quite important. They all do pretty well. I think so. I think so. Uh, right, Ryan Champion. I'm really quite conscious of time because you're still in a completely different time zone in your head, uh, <laughs> coupled with the fact you've got childcare as well. Um, and I'm going to ask you another question: Have you got any other business for this week? Bearing in mind we haven't had to have any other business for a few weeks. No, we sort of we we really talked about it then. Uh, it came in conversation, but it, it, we couldn't. Uh, we couldn't go this week without touching on EWRC because, um, you know, certainly something we use to research this show is, is, is something that everybody uses to research, whether it's car history, driver history, whatever. So, no, that was going to be my uh, my go-to this week. And uh, the the other thing that I was just going to mention on Rally Sweden was that, uh, unfortunately, they've uh, had to cancel a couple of stages there or so because of reindeer movement. Um, and... 
uh, you, it's not something you'd want to come across on stage particularly. So it uh, and, and you get fined if you do come into contact with a reindeer in Sweden. You have to pay for the reindeer because I believe they're the king's reindeer or something similar. Is that like it's it's not like completely the queen? Wrong, is that like the queen's swans? Isn't that? Yes. Isn't that? Maybe. Isn't the queen own all swans? I mean, I'm sure somebody will point point out I'm completely wrong from Sweden now but anyway I believe there is some royal connection to the reindeers and uh, and certainly the reindeers are uh, you know well looked after in Sweden shall we say um I, I could be off on this but I'm sure I read somewhere one of the strangest reasons for a, a rally withdrawal also happened on this week uh, or last week for Lorenzo Biatelli I'm really seeing this. Yes, I, d- I did see that. And we actually, I can't remember who I was talking to about that. Some, somebody over the last uh, last few days. Yeah, I, I saw Milan Fashion Week, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it clashes with Milan Fashion Week. Yeah. So, <laughs> just, <laughs> so, that's, uh, so, which, so which one's changed its dates? Yeah, I don't that's know, mate. You'd ask, uh, if you see how I looked, you, you, you realise you're asking the wrong person. I I kind of imagine the dates for both these big events have been set for a while. That's all I would say on the subject. <laughs> Anyway, right. Uh, so, as I say, folks, we have got a busy old show. We've got we've we've got Seb Scott, we've got Rob Wilson, we've got John Armstrong, we've got Keaton Williams. So, I'm going to get let Ryan get some sleep uh, and do some childcare, and we'll be back after this break. And you're going to rush off to Milan Fashion Week, obviously. Yeah. This is Absolute Rally. Whether it's the pressures of service or an issue out on the stages, it's vital to have the right equipment to hand. Kielder cordless tools are tailored for the world of motorsport and are being used throughout all forms of competition. Go back to the future with the Kielder Works team. Welcome back to the next section of Absolute Rally. Thought we'd get a little bit colder after being slightly warm I suppose at the top of the podcast with Ryan talking all safari stuff um, we've got friend of the show friend of everybody social media guru uh, media manager for Junior World Championship all round good egg Seb Scott joining us hello Seb I'm all, I, hello Tony all round good egg well, it's going to be a frozen egg it's minus 8 at the moment it's minus 18 tonight wow a proper proper <laughs> proper is this is this the coldest event you've attended in the junior championship during your time? Uh, coldest in juniors, yeah. Because uh, the last, weirdly, I've only done one ju- uh, cold event with juniors, and that was Sweden in 19. And it wasn't as bad as Sweden 20. But we had we had seven degrees at one point during Sweden in 19, which was, well, I had my T-shirt on. I was a proper Brit abroad. <laughs> I love it. Love it. What was on the T-shirt? Uh, Can you remember? It wasn't, it wasn't, Please tell me it was a holiday maker type one. That would be brilliant. It, it wasn't too obscene, but I had to wear my own T-shirts because Magic gave him a team gear and uh, it was a bit tight. Right. Okay. That's that's all we need to say. We don't need to know. Your, we don't need to know your bra size, Seb. Um, right. So uh, this feels like it's crept up on us. First round it of the junior. Like, yeah. Is it not? Does first round of the juniors normally happen a little bit later than than February? I think the issue is. It's because we did we did Croatia last year because Sweden changed short notice and because Monza changed Monza finished in December the year before we didn't have enough time to get everybody ready for an early in the year rally. But normally, uh, seventeen no eighteen nineteen and twenty we've done Sweden, so we're sort of trying to get back to normality. Dare I say it? Wow. Okay. I, I, it, 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 but it does does just it just feels like. Um, 
it's been a very short kind of period. The, the juniors always feels like it starts almost, almost like a third, not, 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 but maybe, maybe a quarter of the way into the championship. I don't know. I don't know what it is. But anyway, listen, it's, let's not knock it because, yeah. um, one thing's for sure. You're not short on, on subscriptions, if that's even the right word. I don't even think it is, but, um, is it eight, eight drivers we got out in, in the new all rally well, free junior championship? It's a bit of a strange one. We have got eight registered and entered, but we've only actually got six in Sweden. Right. Um, I'll, I'll start actually for the guys that aren't here. JB Franceschi, uh, he had, well, he had some serious injuries in November and last week basically he still wasn't fit enough. Like he could drive, but he just wasn't comfortable with it. So he's going to be with us in Croatia. Um, he's been with us before though. He's ERC3 junior champion from last year. So. Okay. We're sort, we, we are looking forward to getting him in because we think he's going to be a cat amongst the pigeons. And then um, Panagiotis Rustemis, uh, a Greek driver. Uh, he can't do Sweden due to personal reasons, but he will be in Croatia. Okay. So uh, it's always that one of those kind of screen, you know, where you go, oh, I'm missing the first round. Obviously, the way the points work, especially on the later rounds um, and stage wins and things like that, is that still all applicable this year? It is, yeah. So double points on the final round of the season if you've competed in four or more uh, rounds. Uh, one point for every stage when you get, um, and you drop your worst score if you enter all five rounds. So JB and Panagiotis, if they're not doing Sweden, but they do the other four rounds uh, of the championship, they're not going to lose out. They'll still have four uh, point scoring opportunities, and they'll get to do the double points at the end of the season too. So the only thing they really miss out on is the stage win points. Yeah, but that pressure of having to finish four events as well, not having well, a that, that, yeah, not having a drop. Oh, <laughs> oh that'll focus the mind. Everybody always talks like, "Oh well, I can drop my worst score," and no, nobody dares mention that. Um, everyone aims to finish every event, but when you look at it statistically, most people the worst score that they drop is actually a zero point for, for whatever reason. Um, uh, Sammy last year dropped six points, but it was a written off rally in Croatia anyway. You, you uh, met- John had zero points last year on Portugal. So it, it works to everybody's advantage in a way. You mentioned Sammy. I was surprised to see Sammy back. Of course, he was your champion last year. Yeah. Well, uh, I, I suppose I can talk about it now. We knew very early on, um, that that's what he was thinking of doing. And at first we thought, can he do that? And we checked the rules. There's nothing in the rules to stop him. And I think because we're in the unique position where we're using the Rally Free car this year, Rally Free was an, op- uh, an option as the prize last year. And so I think what Sammy's done is very, very clever. He's basically, he's used, exercised his right to uh, get his prize, got another shot at becoming a junior WRC champion, and another shot at winning another prize package. Some drivers might not look at that and think that's not fair, but I I just think it's a smart move at the end of the day. And drivers, crews, whatever, you, you've got to be in it for yourself ultimately, haven't you? Yeah, no, absolutely. It's it's it, as I say, it was just when I seen him returning, I was like, oh, that's interesting. Obviously, the new car. Um, obviously, I think he he he, he did some ERC. Did he do some ERC rounds as well in that car? Uh, he didn't in the rally free car. Didn't he? Right. Okay. Oh, I know of John. John obviously 
won the first its first event, didn't he? It, it was a, what was the event he John did? Was Rally it? Poland last year. That was that was mental what John did because you have Kenton who's lived in a rally free for six months beforehand in a way, helping develop it. And John rocks up with half a day's testing under his belt and starts beating Ken. Mm. Uh, which yeah, uh credit to John there, but in fairness to Ken as well, like Ken wasn't that far off John either. Yeah. Um, but I think so, John is actually more suited to rally free. And we, listen, obviously, he, we, he's, he's part of the family here now, so I've, I've, I'm only ever going to say, I'm obviously always going to take the mix out. So. <laughs> You're not by yourself. No, you? <laughs> not at all. Far from it. Far from it. Um, listen, we've got some, I suppose, dare I say, because um, I've seen some of the videos that you guys have put out, obviously we've got we've got the guys over from Kenya, uh, which to say is a left field entry, especially on Rally Sweden, is, is an extreme understatement, because obviously we've, we've been talking about Kenya at the top of the programme, of course, with Ryan, but of course these guys are over to do the Junior World Championship. Yeah, it's almost, um, it, it's weirdly, because we're in Sweden in a way, it's our cool runnings in a way. Um, <laughs> of course you were going to come up with that. Seb <laughs> yeah. Scott didn't let me down. Yeah, um, so we, we were with McRae last week in Norway, uh, John Hogland's uh, ice uh, snow skill, winter rally skill, that's what it's called. And McRae had never seen snow and ice in his life. I should probably talk about his name as well now, shouldn't I? Because um, his name is actually McRae. That, that's yep. his first name. Um, and his dad named him after Colin, after Colin won the RAC in 94. So he was named McRae before he'd even actually won the championship. Wow. So they are diehard McRae friends. Wow. Um, but yeah, the, the lad had never seen snow and ice. So he was properly in an alien world last week. And then because being M sport, we, we can, we can pull a few strings. Um, and we got some Irish lad over called, uh, Craig Breen. Um, to kind of give him some tips as well. Craig. Craig Green. Right, okay, yeah. Yeah. Um, his, his dad, Ray Green, does a few rallies in yeah, Ireland. Yeah, 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 of course. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and yeah, Craig had some fun with him and they, they both had a, some, it was just really fun to see them together in a way. And, um, he's, he's in for, um, a steep learning curve in Sweden. I think that's fair to say. He knows that as well. He said it. But total admiration for him stepping out of, his comfort zone in a way coming to a place he's never physically been in before and he's going for it absolutely fair play fair Phil how about some of the other new runners and riders there because I'm just I was just 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 looking now obviously William Crichton's back of course who did juniors last year but just looking just just looking now at the entry um obviously you've got a couple of guys not there who, who is completely new as well this year uh, so completely new is McCray Kimathy and Panagiotis, uh, Rusemis, the Greek guy in Panagiotis. He's not with us this year, yeah. He's, no, he's, he's not, not with, not with us. Yeah. No, but he's only done 11 rallies in his entire career. Wow. Um, all in a group NRR5 car though, all in Greece, but he did rally Greece last year and he finished and he wasn't too far off. So I am actually interested to see what he does with a bit of experience under his belt because he seems like a bit of a fast learner. How how excited is Matchek? Because this is, I suppose, the Rally Four car was was very very much Poland um, driven due to the fact, obviously, that's where it was built and stuff. But this almost feels like this this was a gl- a clean piece piece of paper car, purely coming out of Poland as opposed to you know an evolution almost of the R two car as 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 the nineteen turbo was, and obviously the earlier turbo yeah. car. So this is his baby, I think. Um, yeah. Like, 
it's been something when I joined juniors in 19, that's something that was being spoken about then when the discussions were going on and how much matter was looking forward to it. And I remember when, do you remember in 2020 when rallying almost resumed when rally Rome happened? Yeah. Um, and it was like, everyone was looking forward to that moment. Well, that weekend, Matic wasn't in Rome. They were actually in Krakow because that's when the Rally 3 first rolled out. And we were just as excited seeing the videos of that on the airfield as we were for actually going rallying again. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's a massive part of M Sport Poland. And, um, I can say now, having actually driven it, which I'm still not used to we've saying. Seen, we've, we've, we've seen the videos. <laughs> it's best I don't stay on the internet for too long. It's it's just a proper fun car. And I can really, you know, when they say it's like an amateur can drive it and have as much fun as like, you know, your proper young uh, up-and-comer, it's true. Like, we were having so much fun in it. And then when you saw Craig getting that thing, and he was, Mr. Milliner was pretty quick. And we were, we were actually timing the laps. And, uh, Rich was on Malcolm's pace. And then when we timed Craig, Craig was four and a half seconds a K faster. And he was, <laughs> he was just having as much fun. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah. Right. What? Right. I'm going to ask you for, um, do you know what? For, for fun and frolics, I'm going to ask you for your junior predictions. If you can Oof. for Sweden. And then I'm going to ask you for your overall predictions as well. So, because that's how I dear, roll. Oh dear. Right then. Okay. So. Sammy Pyre is going to win Junior WRC and he's going to have a big old ding-dong battle with Robert Verves. And okay. I think William Crichton is going to surprise everyone and bag a podium. He's going to keep it clean. Okay. There you go. Because um, William has done a lot of prep for this one. And he, you know, when someone is confident, they're not arrogant. You can just tell that they're feeling good about themselves. Yeah. Will's got that little bit of energy like he, he just like seems like he's looking forward to this one okay um so that's that's me junior predictions big wrc big, big pants predictions now well i probably won't have a job if i don't say craig to win will i um <laughs> <laughs> so okay now um Calais is going to be the guy to be i think on this one um i think you know he's got he's broken his duck hasn't he by getting his two wins last year. Um, and Toy Oaks are pretty good on snow and ice. I reckon Craig's going to get it into second. Um, third? What are we thinking for third? EP? Wouldn't be a bad shout, would it? Wouldn't yeah, be a bad I, shout. I think EP third. I should probably get me uh, name on the sweeps. I can uh, try and earn a few quid off it. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Mr. Scott, as ever, it's always a pleasure. Um, no, thank you very much. Thank you for our special preview uh, for JWRC um, for this year. We've also got um, coming up after the break, uh, all being well, we've got uh, a little, a, a little, little voicemail that that our boy in JWRC has sent us um, from from live from the recce because we've had a few messages while we've been recording this from John from the recce as well. So we'll drop that in for you. Um, so after the break, we'll have um, we'll have a little message from our John Armstrong. Hi everyone, this is John Desborough, commentator and presenter on the World Rally Championship. 
I'm hoping you've seen my debut novel, Breaking Point. If you haven't, check it out on eBay. It's a roller coaster ride of deceit and blackmail from a golden age of the WRC. And like a good rally, it starts fast and gets faster. Breaking Point by me, John Desborough, on eBay now for $7.99. Hello from Sweden. Uh, we're just back from the first day of Raki. We got a, a cup of tea made um, by myself. Bought Brian. Brian's good at making the old tea as well, so we're taking it in turns. Uh, but been enjoying the week so far. Uh, we had the sort of usual junior WRC training days that um, they have every year. Uh, just to sort of get everyone up to speed, but <clears throat> this year, a lot of the there's been a lot of re- returning crews and drivers. So, um, yeah, we done some some slightly different uh, learning than what we'd done before, which was was good. Uh, a little bit more about the car dynamics and how the setup can influence the car and uh, things like this. And yeah, we we also had a look over the the Rally Three car uh, last night. Um and yeah, it's good to see good to see the car. It wasn't our car, we haven't seen it just yet, but we're excited to um obviously see it in the flesh and the delivery and all of the sponsors on the car, which uh hopefully by the time this podcast goes out will have been revealed. Um I'm assuming it will be because it should be after shakedown. So yeah, we're enjoying it. Uh the the first day of Recce was quite a short one. Uh, we done three stages plus uh, shakedown, and the conditions are looking really nice uh, across all of the stages we've done so far. There's a, a lot of um, ice and a nice sort of ice base, um, some fresh snow in areas, but uh, in, in general, it's just like yeah, quite a compacted ice surface. It's hard to know how much it's gonna. Uh, degrade during the the event and how much uh, ice is going to remain by the time we get uh, to go around um, because obviously we're behind the WRC 1 and 2 cars so um, especially on the second pass we probably expect to find some gravel Um, one of the Saturday stages that we wrecked already looks a little bit um, a little bit let's say less icy and snowy than than the rest of the stages so maybe that particular part will get uh, quite gravelly and um, yeah we'll need to obviously watch our, our studs and try not to lose too many studs because once you lose the stud then you're uh, you're going to hemorrhage time on the actual parts that are full ice and snow um, but yeah uh, very fast stages in in um, yeah, a lot of the areas so far. Uh, one of the stages was quite technical, but the the other ones are, are fast. Um, but I think tomorrow uh, we'll, we'll also have some quite uh, technical stages as well to recce. So, yeah, um, but the conditions are looking good and it's, it's quite cold at the minute. It's like minus 10 or something like that. Uh, but I think during the rally it's going to be getting slightly more uh, hot again. So, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens with the stages. Um, but, yeah, we're looking forward to the weekend. Um, it's hard to know 
where, where we're going to be. Uh, you know, whenever you go and recce these stages without having done a test, it's some sometimes hard to, you know, gauge how fast you're going to be coming into, you know, the really fast places. So you, you, your main task is just to try and keep everything consistent. And um, if it's consistent, then you'll be able to push and, uh, yeah, try not to be... Uh, let's say too too ballsy and and you know try to just make sure it's it's all done correctly and you got your angles right um but yeah uh we're looking forward to to driving the car and on shakedown uh the shakedown stage is, is very representative so that's the, the the stage we'll be uh trying to get up the speed on trying to get a feel for the conditions and on the car and obviously for me and Brian to get used to each other as well uh, as we haven't uh, let's say sat, sat in the car beside each other and uh, you know in anger so it should be interesting doing that in shakedown uh, but I think it'll be it'll be fine um, but we'll go and we'll ask Brian for a few words he's a man maybe of a few few words so we'll see what he has to say Hello folks, uh, it's good to be here, um, enjoy us for my first ever snow rally, my first ever rally with John, it's the first time I've been in the juniors since 2018, it's a pile of firsts but there's still a lot of the same people about and it's good to see them all again and get to work with them again and we don't have a pace snow practice on Sunday morning, myself and John and we've done one day of recce, a short day of recce and it seems to be all working out all right. I understand his notes and he understands what I'm writing and it's going all right. Um, there is a lot of snow about. There's some places where it mightn't be so much on the stages. It's cutting up a wee bit already. I've seen some gravel there this morning, but other than that, we're just getting going through all the processes for get ready for a shakedown on Thursday morning and hopefully we get settled in well there and get a wee bit of more confidence with each other and have a good clean rally and will not be hopefully too far away at the end. Good man. A uh, <laughs> few words, but uh, good ones. Um, but yeah, as Brian said, we'll just try and build our, our confidence and shake down and, on the first day and then see where we're at and try and yeah pick up the best result possible. But uh, that's for us. Plenty of stuff to do and look over the video some more now. So uh, we'll hand you back to Tony and uh, catch you soon. Cheers. This is Absolute Rally. Absolute Rally continues to be partnered by the Kielder Works team, who remain fully committed to the sport and are pioneers of the latest technology. Kielder cordless tools are tailored for all forms of competitive action. Go back to the future with the Kielder Works team. Welcome back to the next section of Absolute Rally. Now, if you remember, I think it's when I had the Johns on, so JD and JA, we were talking about um, the FIA Rally Star program, and we, we all kind of bumbled around the subject of what went on, how it worked, and everything else. Anyway, as ever, um, it just turns out uh, a young man who, who actually did some rallies against over the last couple of years um, without realising it. Well, I did realise it, but I didn't realise he was in the FIA um, star final. So anyway, without further ado, um, 
Rob Wilson, new 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 listeners to the podcast, but also a man who uh, represented us over in the FIA Rally Star program. Welcome to Absolute Rally for the first time. Hello, everyone. How's it going? We're, we're, we're all good. Right. You 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 listened to that episode and you reached out to us because, of course, you were there. So can you just tell us a little bit about what the process was and how you got there and how you qualified? Well, if I'm honest with you, it was all a bit of, it all happened really, really quickly, but it all started back in, uh, back in August when I got an email from, um, from Motorsport UK. Now they, the initial selection for the, uh, for the FI Rally Star UK final was through, uh, WRC9, I think it was. And I've been part of the Motorsport UK Academy for three years now. And they were allowed to select wild cards, so people that they wanted at the UK final to represent them. And I was one of those people, as well as Katie Milner, Tom Llewellyn, and a few other people, George Lepley as well. Um, and so when I got the email saying that I'd been selected, I was like, oh, I need to find out more about this program. Researched it, and it turned out there was a huge prize structure around it leading through WRC Junior for two years then if you win that WRC 2 you get six test events in a Rally 3 car I mean there's the prize is is millions if you take it all the way through so obviously I was took it in my stride and I thought right okay so the UK final was at Bista at Motorsport UK's headquarters and it was it was effectively an auto test um, and I think they designed it like that because there was genuinely people at the UK final that had never driven a car before. They'd just done digital racing, and obviously okay. they had to be 17, but you don't have to have a driving license. Um, so <laughs> they did that, and um, I won both. So it was a morning test and an afternoon auto test, and I won both of them as well as a fitness testing session, which I, I somehow managed to, to win as well. But... Um, yeah, so I was closely followed by George Lepley. Uh, I don't know if you know from the BTRDA, but followed closely by George Lepley the entire day. And he came second. Um, but there was only two places allowed into the uh, European final. And they selected it to be me and Katie Milner, Johnny Milner's daughter, to go through. Um, and then subsequently, the FIA said, right, you're allowed another wild card to go to the European final which is why they selected George Lepley and which what a brilliant choice. I mean, the amount of experience he's got as well. Um, so then we went, so we had about three months then. So this was October and then the Rally Star European final was in January time. Um, and we didn't get any information until about late December. And then they said, right, it's uh, Estering in Germany. You know, you have um, the full track as well. And then they're going to be in these buggies. And we thought, oh, my God, we've never we've never driven buggies before. It's not really a rally car to us because we'd all had experience. I mean, Katie drives McLaren's, George driven in the BCRDA for years, and I've only ever driven front-wheel drive. So immediately, Most Sport UK put together a really brilliant program where we went testing RX150 buggies. We spent days at Phil Price Rally School. And um, and we sat with James Wozencroft as well, who's their performance performance coach. I know Wozzy. I know Wozzy. It's all yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> he took us to Phil Price's and was, uh, yeah. Because <laughs> that's on his doorstep, fun. by the way. <laughs> ah, okay. Well, there you go. Well, I tell you what. Sorry, James, if you're listening. Sorry, that was me. <laughs> so I can say that, though. <laughs> No, he's a brilliant guy, and he, yeah. he taught us so much in such a short amount of time on how to drive these things. And um, 
And we also were a bit worried about all the fitness stuff as well. Turns out there wasn't any fitness testing at the actual final, but obviously we didn't get told much, so we we thought we'd be best prepared. So um, no, we went to the went to the European final, three of us and uh, Katie um, from uh, from Motorsport UK. We all went together, and that was a that was a brilliant. We're a brilliant team, to be honest with you. We're one of the only teams that all had team care, all stayed together, were respectful, all of that stuff, um, and we all got through. Um, to the next stage of selection. Uh, so we got through the first, so the first, it was in three stages, basically. It's really difficult to explain, but it's in three stages. The first stage, you take a group of people and it was the top three of that group that went through to the second stage. And all three of us from Motorsport UK got into the top three of our groups and get onto stage two. Um, now in stage two, you had to be in the top two of your group of seven to make it through to the top 10 on the final day to be part of the actual proper selection. Now, unfortunately, Katie had an accident, um, but but because all, she was the only female to make it through um, to stage two just on merit alone, um, that was brilliant, by the way. You know, I think she was standing up for what was right there and um, made it through just in, un, under merit. Um, and then we all made it through. Um, and then I was the only one that made it through into... Uh, into the final day into the top 10 um, because unfortunately me and George Lepley were placed in the same group which was really really unfortunate to be honest and if George had been put in any other group he would have also made it through um, but as it turned out me and me and another competitor were just between him and the final which was such a shame but um, so I went through to the final and the competition was was so hot you know there was there's the Spanish drivers who have been testing these buggies for, for months now. And and there was uh, the guy that won was from... Uh, was Estonia. he Estonia? Yeah. He was Estonia. Yeah. yeah. Well, John, John mentioned him. John, John Armstrong mentioned him because he said he's, he's done a lot of esports. You know, he keeps on seeing his name on esports stuff, obviously with John's involvement with, with Codemasters and Dirt, et cetera, et cetera. You know, when we mentioned him, he said, you know, this guy's been around esports for quite some time as well, and you know, world, you know, world level kind of stage times and stuff. So, you know, interesting, really interesting. Well, yeah, and and also, I think that he hadn't actually done much driving, so, but he was really quick from the word go, and I think that's what this selection was there to prove. It was to prove who was the naturally the quickest person, and I think they did that well. I mean, some of their selection process was a bit questionable, but this. The fact that he got through was absolutely fantastic. And, I mean, for example, I was within 0.2 of a second for about five of us. And it was it was quite a long stage, the last one. So several laps added up together. Um, but he was something like six seconds quicker than all of us. And I think that just goes to show that he is the, the deserving winner. And also, if he can make it... And I, I, what I said afterwards, obviously, you know, I obviously really wanted to win the final prize, as you naturally do. But I said to myself, look, if, if he's that good and he makes it through, he might win WRC Juniors. If he gets that far, I will be happy to even have been in the same final as him. You know, the, the speed and, and just precision that some of these drivers have is, is brilliant. And also, I'd just like to point out, it wasn't just purely based on time. Um, there was judges like Malcolm Wilson, Thierry Neuville, Robert Reed was there. Um, and there was, a, there was a group of five judges and they sat you down for an interview there in the spotters tower watching you drive, giving you scores. So, so in the event that it was really close on times, they wouldn't just pick it on the person that was like 0.1 quickest. It was judged as well. 
So it was really good to sit down and meet with all of them. And because Robert Reed's obviously quite high up in the FIA, he, and also just a friend of Motorsport UK, he came over and chat to us and he gave me a little debrief on my performance, which, to be honest, was absolutely amazing because I'm not sure I would have had that otherwise. And he was basically saying, look, you were, you were the most aggressive person while driving these buggies, which I mixed, mixed feelings about, to be honest. But he said, you're the most aggressive person, but that's not always the quickest way. He said, you were never reacting, you were predicting, but you weren't necessarily the quickest through the course. I mean, I was a point, point one or two seconds off the person ahead of me, but at the end of the day, I, 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 thought, I thought I did a pretty good showing, but it was just nice to hear feedback so I can improve for the future and obviously I was so young I was only 19 when I was doing it so I might even get the opportunity to go back so, so how, how old are you now Rob you're making it sound like you did it 10 years ago saying that <laughs> no I'm, I'm still 19 but I'm just oh, looking that's... back on it <laughs> <laughs> no so, I'm still 19 now so obviously what you've learned there what's what I'm just really really conscious of time just thanks for but firstly thanks for walking us through it because you know but, but you know it's it sometimes it's tough for even as rally fans to kind of understand what's going on at the best of times with rally so even you know as I say we struggle as you listen to which is why you reached out to us so thank you for that um what you've got from that now and what you've got moving forward so what, what's what's this year looking like for you then well as soon as I got back from Germany, there was immediately some, some more interest. I mean, <laughs> not many people had obviously heard of me and not many people have heard what I did. I obviously done the juniors and won the junior 1000 championship beforehand, but, and you said compete alongside you. But, uh, as soon as I got back, got interested in doing a tire deal and, and sponsorship deals as, as running in the BTRDA. Now, uh, there'll be a release about what I'm doing, what I'm doing soon, but, um, I'll be making a step up and that's all because of this this European final and I think I have capitalised on my experience and publicity out there to bring in some bigger businesses and, and help in my campaign here and hopefully I can get back out there and, and do some more it's just been an overly positive experience to be honest good man good man Rob thank you for taking the uninitiated uh, and making his partly initiated anyway but what went on <laughs> um, listen and also thank you for coming to the party and becoming a podcast fan and you know that's why you reached out so god bless you thank you keep up the good work (laughs) (laughs) rob wilson very best of luck for this coming season folks we'll be back with keaton williams after this break this is absolute rally Ireland's leading commercial note supplier, Killian Duffy, has joined forces with 2016 British Rally Champion Craig Parry to form On The Pace Note UK. For more information, visit the website onthepacenote.co.uk. Welcome back to the final section of Absolute Rally. An old mate of mine, and when I say an old mate, he's actually a young mate, but I just feel like I've known him forever and a day. Um he was fresh-faced, he was just starting out, we did BRC, competing against one another some six years, is it six years ago, Keaton? It must have been. Yeah, it would have been six years, yeah. yeah. Well, seven actually, to this, to this year actually, it would have been. Yeah, so that's that, that that's how far it goes, but it felt like you were just starting out then, and then we've been on this roller coaster and whirlwind of, of WRC, and testing, and obviously now turning up in America. Um, we've obviously spoke about um, your time in WRC and obviously the things that you learn there but just tell us a little bit about how you've ended up in the American 
Rally Championship this year, or the ARA to give it its full title, of course. Yeah, so basically when I kind of left Toyota last year, it was kind of a bit of a back-to-drawing-board um, scenario, um, and I was kind of aware of what was going on around, um, and I actually sent a message, message to Brandon there and said, look, you know, what's, what's your plan this year and where are you going? Um, and he got in touch. And within a month or so, we was we was over in the over in America. They're doing a test for the year for the snow drift. So it all comes together pretty quickly. But we we first met um, last year on the Olympus when I did it with uh, Josh McElhane there. Um, we got talking a little bit, and of course that we have mutual friends because obviously Brandon's the second professional mountain biker I've sat with alongside Gina, and so we kind of had that kind of bridge. So uh, there's a lot of like familiarities between us. Um, so that kind of helped a little bit. Um, and yeah, here we are, straight back from uh, snowdrift. Oh, well, I, I, um, we're going to talk about the snow. It wasn't a typical snowdrift at all this year, was it? No, to be honest, it was more like the widening. Um, <laughs> you know, you, Keaton, you've got to explain, right, that I love the fact that it feels always feels like you and I always are just chatting anyway whenever we do anything like this, but we've got people all over the world who won't know what the widening is. So I have to put well, a caveat in to when you say it's just like the wiredeen, by the way. <laughs> well, if they do know the wiredeen, they should definitely look it up. It's they haven't only, lived. Uh, they haven't lived. <laughs> no, exactly. Good God, he's where it's at. But no, <laughs> but no basically, obviously, it was, you know, it was meant to be a snowdrift rally, but uh, there was a bit of change of conditions and there was no, no snow whatsoever, definitely for the first day. So it was more of a, an ice drift, just um, stages just completely polished, thick with ice, um, and of course, the rule in America, you can't use studded tires. So it was going to be a bit of a challenge um, just to try and you know survive the rally, never mind compete for the podium. Um, but yeah, there we are. How does it, uh, you know, because obviously, you know, joking aside, you, obviously you've done BTRDA, you know, which is a, a kind of our club and level here. We've done British Rally Championship, we've done World Championship. What's it like stepping into? I know obviously you, you, you did a round it with Josh last year, but what's it like stepping into the American Rally Championship and how, how do you see it? Where, where, you know, where, where, where would you think it kind of features opposed to somebody like me looking at it from the point of view of, you know, is it, is it more BTRDA? Is it more BRC? Where, where would you kind of position it? It's kind of like, it's, it's for different people. Cause obviously you've got like the manufacturers there, like Subaru and stuff. And you've got obviously Barras running his kind of world car and program and stuff like that. But like, you've got like, you know, the top five boys, who are pumping a lot into it, but then you've also got like the clubman side of it, and then there's people rocking up in like cars I've never ever seen before, never mind being a rally car. You know? <laughs> there, was, there was there was a pickup truck circulating around with this like V8 engine in it or something. I was like, I don't know what this is at all. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, but it, it's kind of like BTRDA and the BRC, like those kind of national championship pushed together. Um, so you still get a full recce um, and all that kind of procedures, and it's. I've noticed even from like last year, the regs are slowly going towards like FIA kind of procedures and stuff. So um, they're kind of going in that route to try and make it a bit more, um, you know, towards like the top end side of motorsport kind of thing. But um, but yeah, it's 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 kind of like a club and seriously fun championship, um, which which is great, you know, because the people there they are so keen for it. The organisation team and the competitors and even the spectators are all outstanding in minus. Um, like 17 degrees uh, temperatures and they've got the, like, the, the bonfires on and they're having beers and you know it kind of makes it like a proper fun event to be at you know um, but then obviously you've got the competition side of it and you know being a Subaru they're such a professional team and working with Brandon who's 
obviously he's an athlete in himself, so he knows what he wants and he knows how to get to the you know the results that he needs kind of thing. So um, it was kind of for me for this rally it was more you know get down get to the job as I would in BRC ERC WRC you know. Um, but yeah, it's 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 a great event if anyone can get over there, even the championship. You know, it's uh, it's definitely one to uh, to go and do or experience. With regards to your program this year, are you are you just focusing mainly on America, or are you looking at you know maybe some world events as well, or ERC events? Or if you is your focus now firmly with with Brandon and what he's doing? Yeah, so obviously the main my main focus this year will be with Brandon um, and kind of just pick up things as I go along. But um, I did have a few other offers before I agreed to sit with Brandon, but Kind of um, the things going on at home, as many people know, that it's kind of this kind of ticks all the boxes and it suits my kind of lifestyle at the minute quite well. Um, but for sure, you know, I'll, I'll probably end up sitting in you know other cars with other people at some point down the line. Um, but for now, it's just normally the uh, ARA championship. Just, I suppose the other thing is, sorry, but as ever, we we hop all around there and you were talking about the regs going a lot more towards the FIA. One thing that a lot of people have kind of talked about and we seem to remember having the likes of uh, Alex Gelsomino on here and, and obviously David Higgins and people like that who've got long history with with, with, with rallying over in America and even my, my co-driver used to co-drive over there a number of years ago as well and he's told me some stories but now you know it went from a very much you know the Gemba root note system now to people you know doing a two pass recce and writing notes and things like that do you, do you see the advantages because obviously you're involved in writing notes as well you, you obviously you work with one of our our show partners on the pace note do you see the the advantages of, of some of the drivers over there actually getting into a habit of, of doing notes yeah for sure and like as everyone's seen you know Dirtfish are hugely behind the ARA championship and the championship want to grow um, to become something bigger, um, which is kind of what's the reason for bringing in the FIA regs. But then in the same eye, they've got to bring the clubbins in. They've got to bring the people who just, you know, run on no budgets kind of thing. But in order to try and promote the championship, they have to move everything up again. So for people to come across and do like recce and stuff, it's, a, you need that kind of like procedures and stuff to, uh, you know, keep, keep going forward. And I think they're doing a good job of it at the minute. That's for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. So what's, What's next for for you guys then? Where, where, where are we at? We we just following the AIA calendar then? Yeah, so basically it's like Subaru haven't confirmed their program fully for this year because obviously with um, Travis being um, Travis Toronto being injured there, it kind of puts on the back foot. I think he'd be good to go for 100 Acre Woods, and then it's just you know the time time they're in after COVID and stuff like everyone's just securing budgets and that, so it might just be rally per rally uh, kind of program. But uh, for now, you know, we have no real news. But I think we'll be going to 100 Acre Wood. The entry's in in the Subaru, that's for sure. So, uh, yeah, that'd be, that'd be the, uh, the main kind of focus for us. Happy days. Happy days. Um, before I let you go, um, how I've got to ask, because they're not here, but I do know that they listen. <laughs> Having watched a lot of On The Pace Note DVDs, uh, if we still call them DVDs, obviously you work now with Killian and and Craig. How grumpy does Killian get when he's making notes? Oh, he's never grumpy. He's never. He grumpy. always sounds. Do you know what? There's times where I want to give you a hug. Go on, I'm watching some <laughs> of that footage and now change that there, change that there, change that. There. I'm thinking, Paul Keaton's getting a bit of a hard time here. No, that's him. 110 concentration, like Killian is such a great guy. <laughs> they kind of 
they, they kind of helped me when I was like going through like you know a bit of stuff after Toyota and stuff, and I've done four records of them now. And like Killian is just a hell of a bloke. I know. Never stopped talking. But like you're such a great laugh, you know. And and kudos to Craig to you know put me into you know that kind of seat and just help me kind of be part of the, the little team they're working with now. And um, it's good to see that you know they their their profile is getting bigger and bigger. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you know, thanks for thanks for both of them. That's for sure. Like. No, no, Gideon, Gideon's a, he's a good guy. He's, uh, he's he's very much so a big laugh kind of thing. No, no, I've just teased. I just know he's listening, so he'll be in his car now and yeah, um, sure. listening listen to this. He's <laughs> probably making notes as we speak for somewhere. I can imagine. Probably, probably. <laughs> listen, mate, uh, it's lovely to catch you up, and it's great to see you back with, with with a program and a seat, and you know something to be working towards. It it, it genuinely really is. So thank you, um, thank you for that, and and do stay in touch, mate. Well, you know, you'll be one of our boys to watch, obviously over in America so we'll, we'll obviously reach out to you every now and again and you can tell us what's going on over there yeah for sure like thanks for having me on so it's uh, you know anytime it's, uh, it's good to be able to speak to you again so definitely definitely Keaton listen you look after yourself folks it has been Absolute Rally for this week we'll be back same time same place in your podcast hall next week Absolute Rally powered by the Keel the Works team spread the word and download the podcast every week 